Runo forty four of Kalevala, the Land of the Heroes by Elias Lunroth. Translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo forty four. Vinamoinen's New Kantala. Argument. Vinamoinen goes to seek for his Kantala, which was lost in the lake, but cannot find it. He makes himself a new kantala of birchwood on which he plays and delights every creature in the neighborhood. Vinamoinen, old and steadfast, in his mind was thus reflecting. Now the time has come for music, time to give ourselves to pleasure. In our dwelling newly chosen, in our homestead now so charming. But the kantala is sunken and my joy has gone forever to the dwelling-place of fishes, to the rock-caves of the salmon, where it may enchant the lake-pike, likewise Velamo's attendants, but they never will return it, Otto will no more return it. O thou smith, O Ilmarinen, yestreen, and before thou workest, work to-day with equal vigour, forge me now a rake of iron, let the teeth be close together, close the teeth and long the handle, that I rake among the billows and may rake the waves together and may rake among the lake reeds with the rake rake all the margins and my instrument recover and the kantala recover from the devious paths of fishes from the rocky caves of salmon thereupon smith ilmarinen he the great primeval craftsman forged for him a rake of iron furnished with a copper handle teeth in length a hundred fathoms and the handle full five hundred then the aged Vinamoinen took the mighty rake of iron, and a little way he wandered, made a very little journey, till he reached the key steel-fitted, and the landing-stage of copper. There he found a boat, found two boats, both the boats were waiting ready, on the key with steel all fitted, on the landing-stage of copper, and the first boat was a new one, and the second was an old one said the aged Vinamoinen to the new boat, firstly speaking, Go thou boat into the water, to the waves, O vessel, rush thou, even though no arm should turn thee, even though no thumb should touch thee. Sped the boat into the water, rushed amid the waves the vessel, old and steadfast Vinamoinen in the stern made haste to seat him. And he went to sweep the water and to sweep among the billows scattered leaves of water-lilies raked he up among the shore-drift all the rubbish raked together all the rubbish bits of rushes every scrap he raked together all the shoals with care raked over but he found not nor discovered where his pike-bone harp was hidden and this joy was gone forever with the kantala was sunken Vinamoinen, old and steadfast then returned unto his dwelling head bowed down and sadly grieving and his cap awry adjusted and he said the words which follow unto me is lost forever pleasure from the harp of pike teeth from the harp i made of fishbone as he wandered through the country on the borders of the woodlands there he heard a birch tree weeping and a speckled tree lamenting and in that direction hastened walking till he reached the birch tree thereupon he spoke and asked it wherefore weepst thou beauteous birch-tree shedding tears o green-leaved birch-tree by thy belt of white conspicuous 
to the war thou art not taken longest not for battle struggle answer made the leaning birch-tree and the green-leaved tree responded there is much that i could speak of many things i might reflect on how i best might live in pleasure and i might rejoice for pleasure i am wretched in my sorrow and can but rejoice in trouble living with my life o'erclouded and lamenting in my sorrow and i weep my utter weakness and my worthlessness lament for i am poor and all unaided wholly wretched void of succour here in such an evil station on a plain among the willows perfect happiness and pleasure others always are expecting when arrives the beauteous summer in the warm days of the summer but my fate is different wretched naught but wretchedness awaits me and my bark is peeling from me down are hewed my leafy branches often unto me defenceless oft to me unhappy creature in the short spring come the children quickly to the spot they hurry and with sharpened knives they score me draw my sap from out my body and in summer wicked herdsmen strip from me my white bark girdle cups and plates therefrom constructing baskets too for holding berries often unto me defenceless oft to me unhappy creature come the girls beneath my branches come beneath and dance around me from my crown they cut the branches and they bind them into besoms often too am i defenceless oft am i unhappy creature hewed away to make a clearing cut to pieces into faggots thrice already in this summer in the warm days of the summer unto me have come the woodmen and have hewed me with their axes hewed the crown from me unhappy and my weak life has departed this has been my joy in summer in the warm days of the summer but no better was the winter nor the time of snow more pleasant and in former times already has my face been changed by trouble and my head has drooped with sadness and my cheeks have paled with sorrow thinking o'er the days of evil pondering o'er the times of evil and the wind brought ills upon me and the frost brought bitter sorrows tore the wind my green cloak from me frost my pretty dress from off me thus am i of all the poorest and a most unhappy birch tree standing stripped of all my clothing as a naked trunk i stand here and in cold i shake and tremble and in frost i stand lamenting said the aged Vinamoinen, weep no more o verdant birch-tree leafy sapling weep no longer thou equipped with whitest girdle for a pleasant future waits thee new and charming joys await thee soon shalt thou with joy be weeping shortly shalt thou sing for pleasure then the aged Vinamoinen carved into a harp the birch-tree on a summer day he carved it to a kantala he shaped it at the end of cloudy headland and upon the shady island and the harp-frame he constructed from the trunk he formed new pleasure and the frame of toughest birch-wood from the mottled trunk he formed it said the aged Vinamoinen in the very words which follow now the frame i have constructed from the trunk for lasting pleasure whence shall now the screws be fashioned whence shall come the pegs to suit me in the yard there grew an oak tree by the farmyard it was standing twas an oak with equal branches and on every branch an acorn 
in the acorns golden kernels on each kernel sat a cuckoo when the cuckoos all were calling in the call five tones were sounding gold from out their mouths was flowing silver too they scattered round them on a hill the gold was flowing on the ground there flowed the silver and from this he made the harp screws and the pegs from that provided said the aged Vinamoinen in the very words which follow now the harp screws are constructed and the harp pegs are provided something even now is wanting and five strings as yet are needed how shall i provide the harp strings which shall yield the notes in playing then he went to seek for harp strings and along the heath he wandered on the heath there sat a maiden sat a damsel in the valley and the maiden was not weeping neither was she very joyful to herself she sang full softly sang that soon might come the evening hoping for her lover's coming for the dear one she had chosen Vinamoinen, old and steadfast crept without his shoes towards her sprang to her without his stockings and as soon as he approached her he besought her hair to give him and he spoke the words which follow give thy hair to me o maiden give me of thy hair o fair one give me hair to form my harp-strings for the tones of lasting pleasure then her hair the maiden gave him from her soft locks hair she gave him and she gave him five and six hairs seven the hairs she gave unto him that he thus might form his harp-strings for the tones of lasting pleasure now the harp at last was finished and the aged Vinamoinen on a rock his seat selected near the steps upon a stone bench in his hands the harp then taking very near he felt his pleasure and the frame he turned to heaven on his knees the knob then propping all the strings he put in order fit to make melodious music when he had the strings adjusted then the instrument was ready underneath his hands he placed it and across his knees he laid it with his ten nails did he play it and he let five active fingers draw the tunes from out the harp-strings making most delightful music when the aged Vinamoinen thus upon his harp was playing fine his hands his fingers tender and his fingers curving outwards then rang out the wood so speckled sang the sapling green full loudly loudly called the golden cuckoo and rejoiced the hair of maiden thus played Vinamoinen's fingers and the harp-strings loud resounded mountains shook and plains resounded all the rocky hills resounded in the waves the stones were rocking in the water moved the gravel and the pine-trees were rejoicing on the heath the stumps were skipping all of kaleva's stepdaughters all the fair ones flocked together and in streams they rushed together like a river in its flowing merry laughed the younger women and the mothers all were joyful as they heard the music playing and they wondered at their pleasure likewise many men were present in their hands their caps all holding all the old dames in the party to their sides their hands were holding and the maiden's eyes shed tear-drops on the ground the boys were kneeling to the cantala all listening and they wondered at their pleasure with one voice they all were singing with one tongue they all repeated never have we heard aforetime heard before such charming music in the course of all our lifetime when the brilliant moon was shining far was heard the charming music in six villages they heard it 
there was not a single creature but it hurried forth to listen and to hear the charming music from the cantala resounding all the wild beasts of the forest upright on their claws were resting to the cantala to listen and they wondered at their pleasure all the birds in air then flying perched upon the neighbouring branches all the fish that swam the waters to the margin hastened quickly and the worms in earth then creeping up above the ground then hastened and they turned themselves and listened listened to the charming music in the cantala rejoicing and in Vinamoinen singing then the aged Vinamoinen played in his most charming manner most melodiously resounding and he played one day a second playing on without cessation every morning after breakfast girded with the self-same girdle and the same shirt always wearing when he in his house was playing in his house of fir constructed all the roofs resounded loudly and the boards resounded likewise ceilings sang the doors were creaking all the windows were rejoicing and the hearthstones all were moving birchwood columns sang in answer when he walked among the pine woods and he wandered through the fir woods all the pines bowed down before him to the very ground the fir trees on the grass the cones rolled round him on the roots the needles scattered when he hurried through the greenwood or across the heath was hastening all the leaves called gaily to him and the heath was all rejoicing and the flowers breathed fragrance round him and the young shoots bowed before him End of Runo forty four recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.